Hi, my sis. Welcome back to another episode. This episode is going to be all about feminine business. And last episode, I talked about what the heck is feminine embodiment. I'm going to reintroduce a topic that I will be touching on a ton moving forward, and that is how to run a feminine business. And when I mean a feminine business, I'm not meaning that it's so girl boss, pink, fluffy. No, I'm talking about running a business that honors your body, that honors your seasons, that honors your life experience and the body wisdom. And running a feminine business is actually a more gentle and sustainable approach than what is out there, especially on social media. If you have ever told yourself, oh, I have to stop making excuses. I just have to push and I just have to hustle. And as much as people say, I don't want to hustle, we haven't had very many examples of what it looks like to not hustle. So that's what we're going to be diving into today. I hope you're here for this. Now let's get into it. Welcome to Beyond the Reef podcast, a show dedicated to the driven island woman who has checked all the boxes and still feels like something is missing. I am your hostess, Uilani Tevanga, a wife, a mother, a wahine embodiment mentor and intuitive business coach with over a decade in mentoring female entrepreneurs to source freedom and fulfillment from within. I believe the freedom that brings so many to entrepreneurship is multidimensional and it expands into new levels the deeper we get to know ourselves. Consider this show that invitation. What does the reef represent in your own life? Regardless of the stage you are in with your business, imagine if you were able to unlock greater levels of abundance from within, that it was no longer dependent on just what you do, but how you amplify the truth of who you already are. Through open conversations around feminine embodiment and business, emotional mastery, spirituality, and a reclamation of pleasure. Oh yeah, we're going there. We will explore the most powerful resource you have, yourself. You're about to go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. It's time to awaken the mana within so we can go beyond the reef. So as I was preparing for this episode, there were so many topics that came up for me around creating a feminine business and you know when I entered into the coaching space and I've been talking about this you know I didn't actually choose the word coach however mentoring I noticed in this realm of self-development and healing work which that is the realm that I often am now associated with because of the embodiment work I find that there is this underlying current of force. And it is a very non-organic approach to healing. And what I mean is we try to excavate our wounds. We hear, oh, she's doing her trauma work. I must be doing my trauma work. Oh, she's pushing her next project and visioning for a bigger... I must be doing that, right? Because the last thing we ever want is to be 
behind. And in this patriarchal world, and we can't say we have a feminine business if we don't see where we're at as a collective. We do live in a patriarchal society that does profit off of our burnout and does profit on us feeling behind because then we can source answers and we can pay for the shortcuts and we can pay for more strategy and the latest trends and there's always going to be a a thing to catch up on. So really diving into feminine business is about a radical responsibility to ourselves and a radical no, (laughs) no thank you. I had posted, um, you know, a little while ago about the ultimate thing and, and it's just saying no thank you. No thank you to having to build this massive empire when really I am finding that the most sustainable way to feel abundant, first of all, to bring abundance into my home, into my life, And to have sustainability is to say no thank you to the undercurrent that says more and more and bigger and more. And I want to invite those of you who have been for the last couple of years working on yourself to not undo all of that. I see that as the world just kind of picked up post-pandemic or whatever, you know, my stance on that. Like it just disappeared all of a sudden. We just went right back into striving. And there's a difference with striving and working hard. And that is a big misconception when we talk about gentle business and a more gentle approach. Having a more gentle approach is about honoring your seasons and honoring your body. And I will continue to share this until I don't feel like there is this constant striving there is just this way that we feel like we have to contort ourselves and leave our organic unfolding in life and pretend that we are in charge of it all when in actuality we are co-creators right so i heard this from um if you don't follow her simone soul and i thought that was so brilliant you know how how else could you explain this she's like co-create with the spirit of your business you in your imperfections you in your sometimes depressive state you and your ADD you and your brokenness you and your family issues you your business ideas came through spirit and whatever your religious or spiritual beliefs are um, having this idea and really integrating this however you want to make it fit for what is palatable for you Understanding that we co-create with the spirit of our business, spirit being another part, right? Like sometimes, you know, in the Western world, especially we think, oh, all the ideas came from me and it's all flowing in my brain and it came through my brain. But when I talk about, you know, co-creation, and I've shared this before, is like ideas come through us. They don't just come to us. And where do they come from? They come from the spirit. They come from the universe. They come from God. They come from goddess. Like they are not owned to me. They're not owned by us. They're really meant to come through us and allow life 
to use us as the vessel for greatness, for teaching, for improving the world around us. Because ultimately, that is what doing conscious business is about, right? So when we try to force and we try to pretend like it's all on us, I got to do all the work, I got to do all the marketing, it's all on me. Yes, we have heard this in masculine constructs of like, if it's up, if it's to be, it's up to me. I used to say that a ton. But if we co-create and we understand, I put in the work, I will then allow spirit, source to support me. We can then trust as feminine beings that in divine timing, all things work out. And that is really hard for those of us that love to always be in control. And so if you have ever said, oh, but I just got to stop making excuses, I want to invite you to listen to this. So when we come into our bodies as babies, like we have a very open heart way of life and we're very trusting. And over time, in our you know, in our nervous systems, in our bodies, through different experiences, attachments, traumas, hurts, as we grow, then we start to have systems that are very overloaded, right? And we start to protect ourselves. So maybe our heart is not quite as open. And when we have these overproductive systems of safety in our business, right? As we decide that, okay, spirit chose me in the perfect being that I am to bring this idea forward, to bring this into the world, to create, to lead. This overprotective system in our bodies will have a direct effect on our businesses. And how does that look like? It looks like we have hyper productivity and that means we're in these seasons of like constant movement and we feel like we just have to be posting every day, showing up every day, um, you know, doing, 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 visioning and launching, visioning and launch and launch and launch and do and do and do. And then we go into freeze mode where maybe we're working on this idea and then all of a sudden we just stop. And then there's this procrastination and then there's this long void and then we feel lost. I know that I have gone into these spirals many of time. It means that all of a sudden we're launching and we get sick and then we have to halt and everything has to fall apart and we have to repair. It's like we're upper limiting in a certain area. This capacity to collapse, you know, this this need to just burn it all down to the floor push and force to the detriment of our mental or our physical health right just one more of this just a little bit longer just one more late night just more 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 because we don't feel safe to trust and we feel that we have to continue pushing or it's all gonna fall apart we are wanting to be seen but we are feeling too unsafe to be visible. You might be showing up. You might be speaking. You might be writing. You might be presenting. You might be out there networking. And yet, are you being the truest version of yourself? And I'm not saying 
throw everything you are out there for the world, right? But are you showing people or allowing in certain spaces at least your heart to express in its most authentic way? And are we creating something amazing and then abandoning it before actually following through? Right? Like, I feel there are so many ideas that I have had where, in the past, because of this, you know, striving, I've said, Oh, this is so great. I get in the flow, and then something tells me in my system, in my body, Oh, no, it's not going to work out. It's safe. Just abandon ship. I know I've done that. But when we start to create a more feminine approach to business, we invite seasons. There is such a beautiful, you know, emergence again of learning about our cyclical nature as women, right? How do we bring that now into our business without feeling like if I'm not launching and in constant doing all year long, I'm not a quote unquote real business owner. Let me just share that being in feminine business is almost like being a mahi'ai or a farmer, There are seasons in which you plant, there are seasons that you water, there are seasons that you collect data, and then there are seasons that you reap the rewards. We try to control how long these seasons are. We try to control the elements. We try to control all these things, and that's where we can think about our feminine businesses as co-creations. This is where the trust is. And if we can't even trust in the seasons of our life, it really shows that we don't trust in our path and we ultimately don't trust in the divine and we definitely don't trust the divine within ourselves. So having innate you know, knowledge and consciousness around our innate rhythms is knowing that we are also unique and powerful. Unique and powerful. I really want you to hear that. And we also have support. So often in entrepreneurship, it can feel so lonely. Even if you work with others, even if you have a team, even if you have family members that help you out, we can self-isolate often because you're the visionary. You're the one that is creating constantly and it can feel like, is there anybody going to understand me? But the feminine way is to allow the holding, allowing the receiving. And most of us have learned that we have to carry it on our back, that our worth just comes from the results, right? Like that is the patriarchal constructs in which we live. You know, where's the measurements? Where's the, we we think of entrepreneurship almost like a regular job right that okay where's the checklist okay show me where the things are instead of entrepreneurship as like I was sharing planting a garden and so most of us have learned that being cyclical is not okay I see this from my own teenage daughter you know she's very involved in school and sports and and all these things and when it's that time of the month She's like, oh, I just got to push through and push through. And I'm like, I wish I had another avenue. So when she's home, I just allow her to rest. And sometimes I just call the school and I'm like, mental health day. 
body rest day, you know, so that I feel at least in this world that hasn't quite honored the cycles of the women, even if we are trying our best to give little avenues. So will you also do that for yourself? That it's not going to always come through force and push. It's not the only way to make things happen in our business. In fact, sustainability comes when we honor the cyclical nature. And that looks like, yes, having the vision. Yes, putting the systems in place. Yes, launching the thing. And then tending, tending to your audience, tending to your you know, your products, tending to your customers, tending to the the people that are showing up for you. And then we rest. And then we rest. Okay, so what would it look like if you incorporated your body as part of your business strategy? And I'm not talking about make sure you drink enough water and work out and take care of yourself. Like, obviously, But this is about following your own body story. What the heck does that mean? In your business, in your body, right? Like if you are your business, your body carries a story. This story is pointing you in the direction. In the direction. And yet we are so fixed on oh, this is how it's going to happen and this is what it is, instead of sitting and getting really quiet, asking, Spirit, what do you want from me? Spirit, what are we doing next? Right? Like we're just constantly going. We have no time for a little redirection or a little more adjustment. You know, alignment doesn't just, oh, it's so great, right? Like as if there's no resistance. Of course, there's going to be resistance, right? Of course, because we're growing. But when we align into our innate rhythms and we come resourced, then we can tend to whatever it is we're building with the natural unfolding of it all. And then we can experience sustainability. And when I mean sustainability, I don't know if that means, but you're going to make six figures and seven figures in a year. What I mean in sustainability is how you are arriving how you are arriving to me is much more important than how fast you're getting there. This is your life, right? Like no one sets out in business to be like, I can't wait to be the burnt out, unhealthy, absolutely fighting with my loved ones, pushing my kids away at nighttime. I don't have time. I have to get to the next thing. You guys are in my way and you're in my goals. Nobody sets out to do this. And yet that is where so many of us can end up when we take on and we don't evaluate the natures of our soul and our business. And I have just had to fight this past year fight myself and if I ever have breakdowns my husband would absolutely tell you that it comes from me having this systemic you know 
push or I don't even know how to explain that, but I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm not. And I chose, right? I chose to have a very slow year because it's a planting year. It is me really diving into where I know my my soul is taking me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be making the kind of money I've made in the past. Like it's just ridiculous as if that's going to equate to me being successful. And he so lovingly will say, not all investments will be with financials. It's like investing in your learning that eventually, you know, has everything to do with our quote-unquote bottom line. He's like investing in your other goals, investing in your soul's calling. These are all investments. And when we understand the law of reciprocity and, you know, Deepak Chopra talks about this, it's never going to be, well, you know, very linear thinking. And we love linear thinking, right? Like we love to go, okay, if I do this, then I get this. Feminine business and trusting also says, okay, but I trust that me sowing this into the world and me sowing in to others will return to me tenfold. It's just a law that has, be, has been in motion from the beginning of time. In, you know, religion, they call it tithing. In other, you know, cultures, we call it karma. Like, what else are we sowing in? And in our businesses, it if it really is conscious and it is about people, we need to let go of the idea that everything always has to have this money exchange and that there are seasons in which we can trust that what we are planting comes back to us in different ways. So following our body story home begins with getting curious. You know, I talk a lot about embodiment. And while I see that there's just going to be this crossover constantly between embodiment work and having the fortitude and the resourcefulness to grow a business, getting curious with like, how do I feel? Nobody ever asked those things in business. Like, what is your Na'al telling you? How is, where are you tense? Where are you tight? Is that how, you know, we're going to sit down and create from a place of force? And I'm not saying all stars need to be aligned, but that's the thing. It's not even about what I say. It's about what's tapping in for you. Learning your own body story, learning your own seasons of times where do you create best? Where do you feel most resourced? Who is your support system that you can go to to receive more loving care, more inspiration, more support? Man, that is definitely what is still lacking within the world of feminine business is more support, women supporting women. I know we love to say it, we love to say it, and yet comparison is a slow one to kill off. Body work and nervous system repair. <sighs> you know, we will really only transform, and I'm learning this on such a cellular level. We transform to the level that our bodies can tolerate. And it doesn't mean that we don't do hard things, but it means that we really are gentle with ourselves with growing our capacity and growing our level of tolerance and finding ways in which we can ground ourselves and let our bodies know that we're safe. I think when we think about 
being regulated within our nervous systems that it's always going to be peaceful and calm. And that's not necessarily true. You can find regulation even when you are pushing a little bit outside your comfort zone, right? Like you can learn to find safety within yourself if you can incorporate that consciously. You can experience more regulation and buoyancy. Trusting yourself knowing that you will always be able to rise. You will always be able to recover. So a couple of examples. When you are feeling scattered or really, really slow and almost like freeze, like I don't know what to pose. I don't know what to do next. I don't know, you know who I'm supposed to be contacting or networking with or whatever. What's the next project that you're experiencing this long period of procrastination? orient yourself create grounding practices and it is as simple my sisters as learning to have a nice beauty routine you know beauty is not fluffy i've really really come to to know this brushing your hair putting on an outfit that feels good. This is a way to orient into yourself and know that you are prioritizing feeling good. Grounding. I love a nice nighttime routine. You know, quieting down the day. Soothing our own self through the chaos. Even if, you know, life is demanding 50 million things. I get it. There are just weeks where I feel so overwhelmed by the amount of pressures and demands of life and yet finding ways to orient and ground. Even if I'm taking my child to school, putting on soft music, there's just little ways. Grounding can look like having dinner for your family every night. And if that's not possible, can you find a way to ground You know, with your spouse? These are things that it all begins with getting curious. There's so much to unpack here. And when you're feeling under-resourced, you're feeling lonely, you're feeling upset, you're feeling self-frustrated, a really great embodiment practice, again, you know, bringing your body into your business is to self-hold. Everyone needs to know how to hold themselves We want others to hold us, and yet none of that works if we don't know how to orient ourselves. And for when you're feeling urgency, okay, so I'm going to end probably here. When you're feeling this urgency, like, okay, quarter two, and the next thing, and I'm not mimicking, okay, so I just want you to know that, because that is very real. When you're feeling this urgency, and these due dates are, are coming up, and yes, This is not saying that you're not going to hit those things. There might arise this feeling that there's going to be a catastrophe. This is where when when we say our body keeps score or when we have this overstimulated system of safety, we feel like these are going to fall apart. I hear this time and time and time again. If I don't keep moving, it's all going to fall apart tapping into our own body to diminish the doubt or anxiety that it is never going to happen tapping into our own body can look like literally tapping and taking deep breaths 
And maybe if you're listening to this right now and you have the ability to tap on, I love to tap on my heart. I love to tap on my head. I love to come back into myself and remember that I am a co-creator. And honestly, it is not completely all up to me. If you are here for that divine timing, this is the call. This is the kahea for you to not undo all the work that has been done in the last couple of years of slowing down, of learning that rest is as equally important. And there are a ton of productivity hacks and there's ways that you can biohack as much as you want to do and do and do and do. And I will be that voice in the back of your ear, in the back of your ear, reminding you that you're still going to get there regardless. But how, how, my sis, will you arrive? We love to post that quote. I see it all the time. What's for me will never pass me. Prove that to yourself. Prove that to the little girl who wants to be seen. Prove that to the powerful woman that you are already not just becoming, but can you enjoy the woman who you are today? Invite the trust and the wisdom of your body and partner with the spirit of your business. Make your body a big part of the map, of the roadmap, of the strategy, taking care of yourself taking care of your spirit. I love you, and I hope that this served you in some way. And I will see you on the next episode. Mahalo for tuning into the show today. If you loved what you heard and know that this may uplift and inspire another wahine in your life, it goes a long way when you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I truly love it when you screenshot, post, and tag me on Insta at Uilani Tevang. It helps me in my mission of serving as many women as possible. Individually, we are one drop, but together we are one ocean. And if you would like to connect and learn more about my services and mentoring, check out the show notes below or head to gobeyondthereef.com so I can support you further. There's so much goodness coming your way, my sis. Now get out there and show the world how amazing you are.